Hey. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your issues aren't issues some of the issues are just 13 was making some combat catches and you gotta acknowledge that um a couple of those conversions man were thrown into tight coverages and they were great throws that one down the field we were in two deep man under mike hilton uh was in close proximity to 13 he made a combat catch down the middle of the field running blind uh you gotta respect that he made a circus uh jump catch in front of our bench with when, when Steve Nelson was draped all over him and, and challenging the throw from the catch from start to finish. So it's not always something that you that that you have to fix. And sometimes they're going to make a play and you got to roll your sleeves up and fight on. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. Good morning, everybody, and good morning, my good dear morning. brother. How you doing this morning? I am doing great. Uh, and uh, Flugum, Flug- how do you pronounce Travis Fulgum? Fulgum, Fulgum, Travis Fulgum. He was talking about uh, Mike Tomlin was talking oh. about Travis Fulgum. And it was essentially the Heinz Ward. Sometimes you just got to take your hat off and hand it to him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. And, of course, we have – now, we're going to get started here, but we just have breaking news. And, Jacob, I know that you have some breaking news coming in. What? I need like a da 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 Yeah, da 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 All right. We'll get that. We'll get that. Exactly. What do you got? I got, according to Adam Schefter, the guy – saying the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons, are shutting down their facility after multiple multiple positive tests. Sources oh. tell ESPN and Adam Schefter. Oh, multiple tests? Wow. Oh, the, now, who the, is Atlanta yeah. supposed to play this weekend? I'm not sure. COVID-19. Uh, Another COVID outbreak. Yeah. Let's see. Is that far from Tennessee? <laughs> Did it move south? Yeah. I don't know. You wonder it, about it. It moved south. Atlanta. <laughs> they are scheduled to play the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. The Minnesota oh. Vikings, who had already one close encounter with the Tennessee Titans, but had no infectious outbreaks up there. Right. Yeah. But now, they haven't played them yet. It, wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I tell you, this is getting kind of crazy, Chalice. Right, 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 right. No doubt about it. I, 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 I wonder, wonder what Yeah, what are they going to do about this? I, I wonder if they're ever going to close down the NFL for a couple weeks. You know, um, that's a possibility. They've been talking about having a um, 
a bubble after the eight or around week 18 or something. Right, right. Uh, I, I'm wondering if, first of all, we got to get to that bubble. You know, you got to understand that. Orlando uh, bubble. <laughs> we want to go to Disney. We want to go Can to we Disney go with World. You? Yeah. Can we go with you? Oh, my goodness. So, um, Well, we, we can drive. Yeah, we drive down there. Yeah, we just uh, can, can we have uh, free tickets? It's uh, uh, it, it's twelve hours. Yeah, we go to the Grand Floridian. Yeah. Can you put us up there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where would you like to stay? Ah, uh, the Grand Grand, Grand Floridian. Floridian. That I I've never stayed there. That's supposed I've never to be stayed nice. there too. The other one would be um the Hawaiian one. Yeah, you know, because you're right on the beach there. Yeah, there's a beach, but I don't know that you can get go in the big lake. There, but the the you know the beach, the Hawaiian thing makes you feel like you're in Hawaii. Yeah, you know. Um, and there's luau's, luau's. Yeah, they have luau's. You know, you went to that at a Pro Bowl, didn't you? Yeah, I want. You know the uh, the. You Pro know, Bowl. when you're a second alter, you get nothing. Yeah, you get nothing. <laughs> the, you you know, don't even get a slap on the back. Yeah, but uh, uh, when you go to the Pro Bowl, uh, you have a couple of luau's. I'd have been so big at the luau. Yeah, yeah, you Good you happens. you would have been big, big, big. big you know big. that's one thing I, you know, I really miss. Yeah, you know, you that that would have been nice. You know, you you take the alternates. You go, oh, you get to you go to a luau. <laughs> Do you, you know the only you know the the only food that's not good at the luau is poi. Poi? What's poi? It's uh, it's is it like soup. It's a cold soup. It's a, a cold soup. Yeah. Oh. Well, by the way, uh, we, unfortunately, we were to have Kimo von Olaf von Olaf in here today, who would have told us about poi. Yeah. Because he's uh, very familiar with that, but Kimo can't make it today. Yeah. There was something came up with some family stuff, and so we will try to reschedule him again. Yeah, but we have Jerry Dulac. But we do have Jerry Dulac, and we always have the cool breeze. And when you have the cool breeze, frankly, do you need any other? So, you know, uh, I love the luau's at the Pro Bowl. Because well, what about the, the big pork? Yeah, Didn't you get the, like something on yeah, a, there's a Yeah, uh, there's a big pig on the oh, table. Oh, man. That's uh, got to be nice. Yeah. I love, you know, when you do a pork roast, that is so good. I mean, if you get somebody that really knows how to do it, so you roast it slow, yeah, like half yeah, the yeah, night yeah. and stuff like that. The eight hours. Yeah, good eight hours. At it's absolutely incredible. Right. I love that. So, all right, moving right ahead though. We we started off, kicked it with our born to run because baby, uh, if anybody's born to run, it's this Cleveland Browns team that comes in at right. the number one rushing team. Chaluch. I look at these guys. They're they're clipping off one eighty eight point something or other per game, and you're talking about the fact that they lost Nick Chubb on IR. He's got an MCL. And this guy, uh, Kareem Hunt, he's been terrific, but you've got a guy named uh, Dearness Johnson who stepped up against uh, Dallas and, and ran for 95 yards. Yeah. Uh, Where did he come from? Uh, he's uh, He came from South southern Florida, uh, and he's a two-year guy. Uh, he, he was on the practice squad last year. Very impressive when yeah. you watch him run. I, I look at them and I go, you got some real horses in that backfield. Right, and uh, Kareem Hunt, oh, man, he is. He's powerful. So he is powerful. He is, uh, he's got great vision. He's got a great jump cut, uh, and he's uh you know, he uh, runs through, out. He runs through arm tackles. Yeah. I mean, if you wave at him, you, you, know, you might get a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, I mean he is that powerful. You look at him; he's got quads like Saquon uh, Barkley. 
Right. You know what I mean? He's just a powerfully built dude. And when he drops his shoulders down, he does not give you very much of a target. He's not unfamiliar with that, the, the, the you know, the running behind the pads type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He drops that shoulder pads, and he's you got knees and helmets looking at you. And their offensive line is good. You know, uh, that's the other part that uh, really stands out. Now, if they, they're missing Wyatt Teller, Chris yeah. Hubbard would be up. Yeah, but uh, Chris Hubbard, not bad. No, he's, yeah. he's still a good, solid player. Um, he was a good, solid player for five years here. Um, went over there a couple years ago and got a big contract, which good for him. You know, I mean, he wasn't going to really hold down a starting lineup job here. Yeah, and uh, he, able to go out there and make some good uh, some good money. But you look at this offensive line, Chaluch. I, I was sitting there going, "Look at this." They just Jack Conklin from Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. He's he's huge. He just engulfs people. Yeah. Could you imagine if we could have gotten six, away six, with three, holding oh, like that? Can you imagine that? I mean, without the hands being tucked inside and going after the chest plate. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a totally different run game now. Yeah. You know, nobody moves anybody. Right. They go. They they, they, they don't come off the ball. You go that outside zone by. and you run at an angle and, and they kind of engulf and do-si-do with each other. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, I, I, I can understand, you know, the holding, um, you know, pass protection. Uh, They're dancing. You, yeah. But, I mean, they, they totally have their arms outside. The framework of the body, yeah, and nobody calls holding. Yeah, but, it's just amazing. Yeah, and J.C. Treader, uh, he's he's very good. Yes, uh, he is. He's, uh, he's from Green Bay. Uh, they got him in seventeen. Uh, Joel Batonio, uh, he's uh, also he's he's a big he's a big chooch. He's a big chooch. And then uh, Jedrick Willis, uh, the rookie from Alabama. Yeah, he's, their number one pick. He looks pretty good. So this is going to be a big offensive line. This is going to be. You look at this rushing attack. I mean, these guys right now, they went in against, uh, at the time, the number one ranked Indianapolis Colts rush defense and knocked them down. Or number two, they were number two ranked rush defense. And they are now number three because they dropped 124 yards on them. You know, this is all about, you're going to, this week, you've got to really concentrate on playing your gaps, making sure that you keep your feet, you stay square, you don't let yourself get one dimensional by turning and running. You're going to have to move down the line of scrimmage and take on the blocks as they come and keep square. You got to be square. You know, know, uh, one of the things uh, is when you turn and run, uh, you you give the running back a two-way go. Absolutely. Because he can cut back behind your back. Big thing is you got to set the edge on those outside zones. You got to be strong at the point of attack, and then you got to squeeze your gaps right. from the backside. And I say squeeze because it, if you if you turn and run from the backside, right. you're going to be just what you talked about. Make be one dimensional. Give the back a two way go. Yeah. And these are the fundamentals that these guys got to work on week in week out. But this is also a time when you overemphasize it because it's such a huge part of the Browns offense. Right. So if you go to the south side, as we will today, and you watch them practice, you'll see them paying a lot of attention to locking out, keeping their shoulders square, staying on their feet at the point of attack. you got to take on that double team. Setting the edge, you got to stay on your feet. Backside, squeeze to the ball and make sure that you stay square. All these things you'll hear that over and over as they as they go about doing their work. Right, right, and uh, you can't. Uh, you got to play gap sound. You got to play gap sound. You got to know your gap first. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You got to know your gap. And uh, one of the things 
uh, that when you uh, play an outside zone team, uh, you've got to, you know, one of the things, if you get penetration, uh, that that's good. But, uh, but you can't get too much. Yeah, you I can't. remember Casey Hampton telling me, he says, yeah, sometimes, you know, I just get ticked off and I blow up the gap. Right. But I create too much of a rip in the in the integrity of the defense. Right. So is this defense, you got to think of the defense moves as one. When you get your run fits, right, Chalucha, am I, am I yeah. speaking the truth here? Yeah, 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 yeah. You've got to move together, yeah, yeah. you know, with setting the edge, staying strong at the point of attack, then squeeze, keeping your shoulders square from the backside. Right. And everybody's got to have their run fits. Everybody's got to run, have the run fits, and everybody's got to be disciplined and gap sound. Exactly. Think about this. Saquon Barkley, 15 carries, 6 yards. David Johnson from the Texans, they limited him to 23 yards. Miles Sanders, except for one blur, right. the 74-yarder, 10 carries and 6 yards. I mean, you've done an outstanding job, but what we're looking at, we're looking at the number one rush team against the, numbered, against the number two rush defense. What more do you want, baby? This yeah. is football. Yeah, yeah. This is what it, what it's like to go out there and have a monster mash, uh, have at it, fist to the forehead type thing, man. And uh, when uh, if if they uh, successful with the running game, that's uh, open. Sets the, the stage the, for the play, play action. action. And play action to me is some of the best football yeah. you can do. And you know, uh, Baker Mayfield's great at the play action. He is indeed, and we're yeah. going to talk about him in the next segment. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to chime in on all this, it's four one two nine one nine one three one six. We'll be right back after this. It's Tunch and Wolf in the locker room, having a lot of joy on a Thursday morning. Yeah. relative to their people sometimes it might be the structure of the call they got some solid fronts where they cover up your interior three and he plays over a guard sometimes it may be situational as you mentioned relative to one-on-one pass matchups i know regardless of what the reason might be we better be cognizant of his movement and work to minimize it in all the above circumstances you're in the locker room with tunch and wolf Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, Mike Tomlin was talking about Miles Garrett. And uh, he he talked about Olivia Vernon not playing. Uh, you know, it looks like Olivia Vernon has been dinged up because he's got no sacks. He's got six tackles. Uh, and, uh, you know, he, he's... He is a productive. force. I watch him. Yeah, but he's not been but productive. He's not, he's, well, he, I, depends on how you view productive. Yeah. He consistently collapses the pocket, 
but he's not gotten home with sacks. Yeah. And that's I understand what you're saying about not productive, but you got Miles Garrett over there who beats you to the sack. Right, right. I mean, this right. guy's got six sacks. Yeah. He's got ten quarterback hits. He's got three forced a sack, forced fumbles, strip sacks. In the first three games, he made Philip Rivers intentionally ground the ball when he uh, almost sacked him in the end zone at at uh, Balt or Indy, yeah. and uh, he's been playing lights out, defensive player of the year type right, stuff. Right, right. He's been playing lights out, and he is a great pass rusher. Uh, he's uh, very athletic. He's got a bull rush, and and he can get the edge. You know, the thing about it too is he spins. Uh, he drops his shoulder. Right. Um, it gets back to back with you. Yeah, I mean, but he—the thing that I, I amazed me—he can really alter his chest. Right. He'll give you the chest. Sometimes you can punch him, but at times he'll drop the shoulder and he'll do that thing where you get the back, and some guys cannot punch down at it. Right. Um, and he—he he just gets that nice tight edge and arc. He can go back door. Yeah. There's just. I don't know. I got a lot of respect for the guy. Right. You know and what he's mean? moving around. He's yeah. playing guard. He's playing he's playing on the nose. Uh, yes. And uh he's been more it's the pigeon. Yeah. You know, who's the pigeon? Who's he gonna try to take advantage of? Yeah. When he finds somebody they can whoop on, like against the Colts against the Colts, it was that left tackle. Yeah. He kept lining up where Olivier Vernon was, you know, which he normally lines up at, and he was he was chewing that guy up. Right. So I will say this, um, all five guys on that front line better be ready because Miles Garrett, no matter what you think about last year, forget about all that stuff, this guy can play. Yeah. He's dangerous. Um, he can get after it. He's He is an excellent player, and that's and all you can streaky. say about he, he is streaky. streaky. And right now he's on a streak. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was just watching the television Wait a minute! Are you don't watch the TV because well, you wanted, get distracted. I, I wanted to tell you something. Okay. Uh, Love Bell is a free agent now. Right. And, right. Uh, do you think? Um, who do you think is going to pick him up? You know, I, San Diego. Uh, uh, Coach Lynn was asked about uh, uh, picking him. Anthony up. Lynn. Yeah. yeah, Anthony Lynn. But he said uh, no. No. Again, it goes back to the fact that uh, you've got disturbance in your locker room you have division it created disturbance in division nobody wants to bring that in now do you here in this covid year when everything is coco loco do you put some money out he's already made 28 million off 17 games with the jets he only rushed for 860 plus yards in 17 games yeah um are you kidding you spent 28 million for that yeah, and that kind of production, and uh, I, he I, hasn't had a twenty-yard run in uh, he's, two years. He was, you know, there are a lot of people are saying he was slowing down when he was with the Steelers, right. and I, I have to agree that that some of that was. But I still had a lot of respect for his game. But I, you know, you make your choices, and I think um, you just derailed your career. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, truly, truly, I thought if he stayed here. He was he'd be capable of a Hall of Fame career. He really looked like it. I I and don't it just know. Got Wolf. Worse. I, I don't know. He, he, he set a re- he, when he was here. He set a record with 129 scrimmage yards per game. Yeah, you know, over five years or whatever he was here, and four years. I don't know. And and the thing was, in that period of time, he was easily one of the best in the league. I thought but, he lost a step, and uh, the way he runs, if you lose a step. Uh, you know, he's waiting for the hole to open, and if you lose a step, you don't hit the hole. 
Right, but he was still productive. You know, he was still productive. I and, mean, but he's but not. He pro- he's, no, he's not, not been productive, productive in Jets. No, uh, he, not even close. Yeah, he, he. I think um, you know the thing about it is, you know how Chuck kind of said, you know, if you think about retiring, you're retired. I don't think that he was thinking about retiring. Yeah, I think he was thinking about life after football. I think he was thinking about um, doing something, you know, like the rap thing and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he was thinking about football much oh, when he was doing that. Right, 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 right. Let's go to the phone. CR in Chicago. Welcome to the locker room, CR. Hey, hey guys. Austin, Chicago. How the heck you two old folks doing this morning? Man? We're doing fine on this beautiful God-given day, brother. Oh, tell me about it, brother. You know, I woke up this morning, uh, looked uh, looked at the newspaper, checked out the obituary, didn't see my name. I know it was going to be a great day today. <laughs> Very good. Well played yeah. coming into the locker room, my friend. Yeah, so, uh, hey, man, I was talking about the um, – I want to give a shout-out to our um, inside the locker room, uh, dirty dozen. I can't use the B word this week. So, um, but you know what, man? Uh, I don't know if you guys know or not, but we have a total of uh, 36 people on our um, on our uh, inside the locker room calling, and we've got uh, 18 uh, different states represented, man. Wow, I like that. Keep it yeah. growing, Steelers Nation, all over. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we have to do is a Steeler, uh, you know, inside the locker room crew is like I said before. Whenever we meet somebody out there for the first time, we need to instantly make sure they got our heart radio on their phone. And then SNR, and then they got to call in, man. So I'm trying to keep a little tab of everybody that's calling in and where they're calling in from and all that kind of stuff. So, Very good. Um, I think. Very oh, good, yeah, CR. I got, you, I got you covered. Now, uh, yesterday we were talking a little bit about some statistics, and I didn't have my, I didn't have my, uh, uh, how you say it, in, in integrity. Um, what term is that you use? Uh, uh, journalistic integrity. Is that right. Oh, yes. Right. For the sake of journalistic integrity, is it's one of the themes of yeah. the locker room. You are a wordsmith there, uh, my brother. <laughs> so um, anyway, what I was talking about was uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, his situation stats. Uh, in the first half, he's a 67 of 101 for 745 yards, which is a 66.3% average. Uh, he's averaging uh, 7.4 yards per pass. His longest is 43. He's got eight TDs, one interception. And uh, three sacks. I thought he had and two. In, I, I thought he had two picks. He had two in uh, against the yeah. Uh, Colts. Yeah. Yo, well, he's got a total of. Uh, he's got a total of. Uh, oh, that's that's in the first half. That's just the first half. Oh, okay. That's what's going on in the first half. Now in the second half, he's twenty six of fifty one for two thirty one yards. You're talking about all four games, correct? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. You know, and here's the thing. Uh, oh, go ahead. Okay, uh, 50, 51%, 4.5 yards per pass. His longest is uh, 21 yards, uh, one TD, three interceptions, four sacks with a 45.5 rating. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and I check this out. In the last two minutes, he's 12 of 20 for 123 yards, which is 60%. He's got a 6.1 average play pass per, per, uh, per play, which is his longest has only been 28 yards. He's got two TDs, no interceptions, no sacks, with a rating of 111. And finally, on the road in uh, two games, he's uh, 40 of 69 for 354 yards, 58% with a 5.1 average yards per play, per pass, brother. 
uh, his longest is 28, three DDs, one INT, and four sacks with an 80.2 rating. Excellent. All right, you gave us a total breakdown on that. Now, do we have do we have the cut on Mike Tomlin talking about Baker Handy? Okay, can you play that now, Jacob? Because you know, CR brings up a good point. All these stats and everything. Let's play it. Mike Mayfield has uh, thrown fewer interceptions this year than he has at any point in his career. Is that just maturity, or have they done something different with their scheme that's allowing him to be more efficient? They're running the ball well, and they're not behind in football games. So they're running the ball well. But and, think about uh, this. Yeah. What he said and what he didn't say. He, now, what he didn't say was that Baker has made all these great improvements. Right. And, and CR, you laid out a great case yeah. of statistics about Baker, but Mike really bypassed that. And what did he say? Essentially, what's he saying there? He, he's saying that they're running the ball effectively, and that's why Baker Mayfield and is they're throwing not the behind. ball. And he's the, throwing it yeah. better because it's play-action oriented. So yeah, yeah. That's, you know, that's the whole gist of the matter. It's and, not so much about the Baker being you know that much better. It's the running game is what provides the do you, spark do for you the whole notice, offense. Uh, do you notice when he, uh, when he runs a play-action he drifts back, and he's uh, uh, really, really, really deep. He goes deep, yeah. yes. No doubt about it. But you see what I'm saying, CR? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got you. I was going to say that uh, that his uh, – because they are running the game, I, I've got a statistic on it if I can find it. Uh, as reference, I think they're the number, they're number one in running the ball. They are, 188 points something or other. Yeah. And, and Steelers are uh, number two on defense for, for stopping the run. Right. So it's, uh, now, listen to this. The, the yeah, time listen. of possession, the Browns are third best, okay? And we got to go to break, CR. But the fact is, the time of possession at 33-58, so 34 minutes a game they're averaging – possessing the ball. The Steelers got to take that ball away. They got to take the ball away. Exactly. CR, we got to run, brother. Hit us up. Okay, in the meantime and in between time, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thank you, CR. Appreciate your input, yeah, brother. Yeah, God bless you, CR. All right, we'll be back after this because I think we're, we're feeling we're, we got Jerry the, cool, the cool breeze is coming. You know, you want to stay put for that one. Yeah. We'll be right back after this. Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So we're back, and we've got Jerry Dulac uh, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and Steelers Radio Network. He is brought to you by Frank B. Fuhrer Wholesale, proud distributor distributor of Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the NFL, and Bud Light Seltzer. So welcome to the locker room, uh, uh, Jerry. How you doing, buddy? Well, boys, I am fine, and you know it's the, it's the one locker room I continue to come in and enjoy myself. The other one, yeah, as you know, we're not allowed in. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not even virtually connected here, are we? Get Zooks, man. No, no we're not. No, we're not. The only thing better would be is if I could be there in the studio with you. No yeah. doubt about it, and that would always be greatly appreciated. Yeah, so, yeah, buddy. 
Jerry, what do you got for us this week? What do you think? Is this this is really a big, huge game, game. and I wonder if everybody is online with understanding what's at stake here. Well, I think it's a real, and it's not that it's not a, 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 a big game for the Steelers, but it's a, to me it's a really significant game for the Browns because it's a good way to uh, uh, validate their four and one start. They beat they beat what I think is a pretty good Indianapolis Colts team. Yes. Uh, last week they, they they can be good or bad depending on how quickly you can get to Philip Rivers. Um, so, but the Steelers haven't had that type of competition yet, even though I think the Eagles are better than that one, three and one record because of Carson Wentz and their front and their front people, uh, you know, their, their people up front on defense. Um, but I, I think for the Browns to be four and one, have a little hitch in their step as they do. Well, now they'll get a, a lot more hitch in their get along if they beat the Steelers in, in Heinz field where they've lost 19 of uh, of 20, I believe, since the since the joint opened in 2001. So, and I think it's 16 in a row. So, um, to do that, I think would really say the Browns are for real. Um, the Steelers, it's important because it gives them a chance to beat a four and one team, as which you know the Browns have more wins than the four teams that the Steelers beat combined. They're three 15 and one. And so people are going to poo-poo their record. You know, if it ever gets to a strength of schedule, Steelers right now will be in trouble. Of course, it'll all even out. Um, but so I, I think that's why it's significant for both teams. But I really think because of the, uh, the recent history of the Browns, um, their inability to win here, uh, the start that they are off to, their best since 94, um, I, think it's, I think it's even more significant for them from a franchise standpoint, forget the standing standpoint. You know, uh, Jerry, uh, the the Steelers have to stop the run. Uh, they have to stop the run because uh, Baker Mayfield throws very well on the play action pass, and he drifts. Uh, he drifts deep, and uh, he. he Chucks it downfield. So, you know, one of the things that uh, Steelers got to do is they got to play gap sound and discipline and stop the run. Yeah, I think there's a couple factors, as you well know, uh, Tunch, you, you would know this better than me, but there's a couple factors as to why the Browns can run the ball. First of all, they have two very good running backs, outstanding, except that Nick Chubb, of course, won't play. But I also think Kareem Hunt is more effective in tandem with Nick Chubb. Um, but Bill Callahan, uh, he's new. He does wonders with offensive linemen. And, you know, they got some new people in there. Right? And, and that's been the difference. So they have some talent up front. I think that in, in concert with Bill Callahan's arrival and the fact that, um, you know, they are able to have Kareem Hunt, you know, who was leading the league in rushing a, a number of years ago, um, you know, to, to replace Nick Chubb. So I, I think that's going to be the most important element. It's probably a little bit of a break that Nick Chubb isn't going to play them. And the Steelers, as we know, have stopped the run. Uh, and, you know, if it wasn't for that 74-yard touchdown run, they'd still be number one in the league, as it is their number two against the rush. And so, you know, fellas, and, and I wanted to uh, uh, bring this up to you because I wanted to get your opinion on it, mainly because you played during the 1980s. But the Steelers not only sacked the quarterback, they stopped the run. 
And typically, teams who go after the quarterback and sack the quarterback sometimes expose themselves to the run. That hasn't happened with these Steelers. And I was going back to the 1980s, which was like the golden era of sacking the quarterback, if you will. The top four sack teams in the 80s, in all time, came from the 1980s. The Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings, and the New York Giants. And the numbers then, they were all in the 70s, 72, 71, 70. Many teams, or a lot of teams, had over 50 sacks a year in a year in those years. Why has that changed? Why has that changed? You don't see the numbers like that anymore. The Steelers are going for four consecutive years of leading the league, and I think their highest number was 56. So you don't see as many sacks per team like you did right. in the 1980s. And you guys played that. And I know I, I know, as offensive linemen, you want to dismiss those sack totals. But I'm just curious if, if there, you think there's a reason to it. I bet you if you went back and you checked the uh, snap-to-throw time element, it would be a lot longer in the 80s. You know, yeah. back then they yeah, ran. They they had seven, five, seven, and nine yard quarterback right. drops. Yeah. Um. Right. You know, right. you you had play action and things like that. There was a lot of play action. Uh. uh quarterback trap didn't, pass. Yeah, and and there was a lot of the quarterback holding onto the ball. I mean, I remember when I got here, and I remember Mike Webster in a meeting sitting there rubbing his forehead and said, "Whenever you see Terry start pumping the ball twice on a pass play, it's like throw the ball, please." <laughs> yeah, and and one of the things we uh, what we did was a nine step uh, was a nine yard drop. Yeah, uh, seven drop. step yeah. drop, nine yard drop. Uh, today, uh, the ball is getting it comes out so uh, much faster. Get three step, yeah. Yeah. five step, and get. And you know what we didn't up. have back then was a lot of the crossing patterns like right. they have. Yeah, I mean where you know you get these these quick crossing patterns and and so forth. We had forty, you know, the slants that was forty protection, which was almost like field goal protection. Right. You know, it was a quick slant, but that was punch a and speci- cut. Yeah, it was a specific named play everything else was you know down the field so i think the passing game has gotten a lot more sophisticated plus there's also the advantage to um the code words and what they had we used to have whole audible systems that would go through and take just about the entire clock right you know and these guys they got a code word and they're off and running you know you know one of the one of the things i noticed about those teams in the 80s almost every one of them they still led the league against the run. Yeah. So as much as they went and sacked the quarterback, they still were uh, number one in the league against the rush. Now, you don't see that a lot lately. In fact, I'll tell you, the last team to lead the league in sacks and be number one against the run were the 2010 Steelers. And this, this, this Steeler team, where they are right now, obviously have a chance to do it again. You, you know, one, one of the things, uh, Jerry, is, uh, uh, you know, they, they the, the teams stop the run and they put you in uh, third and long situations and then they uh, cut loose, uh, they let the dogs right. out. Yeah. The, the biggest right, thing right. was you were always, the stress was always, to play your run keys to pass rush keys. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to you right. had to go through the the pr- progression defensively for these guys and that I think that and that slowed up the pass rush, but that also um 
they, you know, the quarterbacks, why you go five, seven, and nine step drops. Yeah, you know what? Uh, when when we played the New York Giants, the last game of uh, of the schedule uh, in 1985, uh, they were uh, they they were on the verge of breaking the record for right. sacks, and so we 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 did, we uh, tackled. Uh, and uh, uh, we didn't want him to get the sack. We might have held yeah, a little, yeah, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the, the ref called. The ref said, uh, "You know, when I threw down uh, Lawrence Taylor, the ref said you can't block him that way. You, 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 you must have held him. You must yeah. have held him. So, it was it was funny. It was different time of the NFL. That's for sure. Well, fellas, when when I'm done here, I am going to talk to Carl Banks who played on those uh, uh, Giants teams, to uh, discuss this very subject. But I will say, I think we have the script backwards on this show. I'm asking you guys the question. <laughs> you know, that's what's, that's that's the being the cool breeze, man. You know? I mean, that's just part of it. You know, we, we go back and forth here. Hello? Are you there, Jerry? Did we lose him? I think we lost him. Oh, no. All right, well, we better move on here. And by the way, that was Jerry Dulek. And Jerry, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, but we. But Jerry's going to talk to Carl Banks. Yes. Oh, are you there? Nope. Okay. All right. I'm sorry we lost Jerry. Carl um, Banks was the uh, the opposite outside linebacker right, to Lawrence Harry Taylor. Harry Carson. And Harry Carson. And uh, um, Gary Reasons. Who's the other one? Gary Reasons. Gary Reasons. That's yeah. it. Oh, good guy. And, and good uh, Leonard Marshall. Oh, and yeah. Jimmy Burt. Jimmy Burt. And uh, uh, George Martin. Yes. They, Man, they that's were, great recall. Yeah, that that Way was a, that, that was a great. Boy, sharp as a bowling ball. Oh, yeah, that, 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 very good. That's great because that was a they big, were they were a uh, they were a great defense. They were they yeah. were a a run, uh, you, you know, running the ball against them was a fist fight. Right, pass protection was a brawl. Right, I mean these guys were just serious and they were hard. Um, and they they had the the speed twists, you know, all those things that that uh, they run today. Right. You know, it was a three four based. They, defense. they were a three four based defense, but uh, uh, they cut it loose. I'm telling you what, Leonard Marshall and LT on the same side were that were, was beastly. Yeah. I that, mean, Leonard Marshall because I think he played with LT. I think he was under uh, kind of the unsung hero. Right. There, he was very very good. He was a Leonard Marshall was a great player. Yeah, he, he was. He played the run well, and he played uh, the pass well. He was super strong, he, too. He, uh, he was a great pass no rusher and it. a great uh, uh, run, uh, uh, run, run defender. defender. No question about it. All right. Well, I'm sorry that we lost Jerry, but uh, we're going to go to break, and we're going to come back with more. Uh, you're in the locker room. It's Tunch and Wolf, and uh, we will be back after this.
there's a lot on the table in reference to this game in terms of stakes. Um, they're a four-one team. We're trying to remain undefeated. Um, you know, we're not looking for that low-hanging fruit or that uh, reality TV storylines and so forth. Uh, this is a big game here in 2020. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So I don't want to uh, insult Miles Garrett, but uh, when he uh, pulled off uh, uh, yeah, the, the helmet of, uh, of Mason. Mason Rudolph uh, and he, uh, he swung at him, right? that is blind man's bluff. Is a little baby's game <laughs> because he didn't he didn't hit it, and so uh, I, you know it was uh, that was. Uh... There's no doubt that that was a very disturbing element of a game that occurred a year ago. You think about where the uh, Steelers and, and Browns have gone since then, right? You know, you look at the the fact Mike. Tomlin is 21-4-1 against the Browns Yeah, overall. They're, the Browns are 0-16 yeah. in uh, Heinz Field. Uh, the Browns, I don't think, have won here since 0-3 or something like that. There's a lot at stake here. I mean, there's a lot that is is going to be interesting about this game. Number yeah, one, yeah, it's going to be a big one. It is going to be a big one, Chalooch. It's going to be like the think? '80s when uh, we we, the, we, we had were, some vicious games, games back and forth, yeah. and that's the way it was. But you know, the return of Miles Garrett to Pittsburgh, uh, it it would be better if this was a full stadium. It would be a yeah. lot more raucous. Yeah, it would they be would, a lot more pointed. They would be loud. Yes, exactly. So, but. It is what it is. You got uh, the faithful 5,000 or so able to come. They'll have their towels, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be up in arms and ready to go. But understand this, too. Miles Garrett, um, he's on a journey of of, uh, redemption. Right. And part of it occurred, you know, it's interesting. If you read about his story, he went to Tanzania last year as part of the Water Boys uh, with, um, you know, Howie Long's boy. Yeah. That, that, uh, Chris Long. Chris Long. He has this Water Boys thing where they get fresh water to villages. They dig yeah. wells and that. And uh, he was on a – he's been on a, a journey of um, – Changing things around. I right. think you read some stories about him, and I don't know him. I've never met him. Yeah. Um, everybody deserves a second chance. Yeah, when you go on a and missions trip. Uh, it starts you... to change your viewpoint. Yeah, that's right. And he's been very reflective. I would hope that at some point in time it would be a, a healing journey for him and Mason. He went to Tanzania? Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, that uh, – that, uh, you know this can be put behind and you move forward because he is a great player. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a, a wild game uh, come this Sunday and hopefully, you know, good things happen for the Steelers. Yeah, you know when we went to um, Kenya, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was uh, it when was, you and uh, Pastor Moore, Ron right, Moore, yeah, Ron Moore yeah. and Earl and uh, Wayne Johnson, and it was uh, uh, we went to the Bathari slums and. Uh, Almost 500,000 people lived in uh, the Mathari slums with no running water mm. and no uh, sewage. It breaks your heart. Yeah, it breaks your heart. It breaks absolutely your heart. breaks your heart. Yeah, so. and... Uh, and it changes your viewpoint, your yeah. worldview. And, and I think Miles Garrett has had that too, so I'm hoping that, you know... Zion Inland uh, uh, Church uh, is a, a school... And uh, you, if you want to go give to them, go online. Uh, and uh, you, go, you could go to BibleChapel.com. 
Dot .org. Dot .org. Okay, yeah. there you go. Yeah. All right. So there we let's move on, shall we? All right, let's go to the phones. Lynn in Florida. Lynn, uh, what's happening, bro? Hello, guys. How you doing, Lynn? Can you, you can hear me? Yes, yeah. we can hear you. We left we left our we left our conversation dangling yesterday because we ran out of show. And uh, I didn't want to be disrespectful to either one of you guys. You are the voice of my Pittsburgh Steelers. I have been listening to you guys season after season on an almost daily basis where you are my friends. You are my friends. So I didn't mean any disrespect. We just left the conversation dangling. Well, well you, we, you, didn't, you didn't disrespect yeah, us. No, not at all. None uh, you know, taken. You know, we're, we were backed up against a hard break, my friend. Yeah. Oh, I understand all that. But we were, we were, the, the conversation was still hanging out there, and I didn't resolve it. And I didn't want you guys getting the. What I'm saying is, uh, ever since because of DVE first and then Steeler Nation Radio, across the nation, we're lucky enough to hear Steeler broad, the Steeler voice of, of, a, of a Steeler game, not network voices. Uh, yesterday, that uh, the Philly game. Right. I don't. I don't appreciate. I don't. I'm so serious about Steelers. I don't appreciate sitting there in a bar or whatever watching the game, and, and a Steeler, a supposed Steeler fan, is sitting beside me being so darn negative. It drives me crazy. So I might have overreacted because uh, 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 you guys have never bothered me like this before. It was just that day, and uh, the point is that's how much I care. That's well, care. you know, Lynn, Lynn, yes, sir. Lynn, yes, sir. we're we're telling you the truth. We're telling you how we feel. Uh, we're telling you. We're not trying to be the, negative we're, Nellies, okay? We're not. We're not trying to be negative Nellies, but we're. Uh, you know, it, it. It. When plays get scary, uh, when the uh, time of the game gets scary, we get scary. Well, the thing about it is, when you're up thirty-one to fourteen, and then you see elements yeah, starting yeah, yeah. to break down, such as the running game and passing, and you know you're you're not getting uh, off on third down the way you should defensively. You start to see a you know what's developing, and you 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 know I can't help but root for the Steelers. Yeah, Dad Zooks, man. I mean, you know you love these guys. Yeah, and so you, you you start talking the truth, and you're saying, look, we got to do something to get off this field on yeah. third downs. You can't allow Philly to go string ten of them in a row on yeah, third downs. Yeah, and we are home. <laughs> but we oh, tell the truth, that, you know. That, but understand that, this too. I told the truth when I said I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you about the the feeling in my gullet was either the breakfast burrito or what was going on on third yeah. downs. Okay, so I told you the truth well, there. I always need to separate sports from your digestive system. <laughs> so, uh, True word. <laughs> Well, trust me, my wife anyway, has had I, a I whole just, history of listening to me mess things up. Oh, <laughs> trust me. What, me too. I was going to say, as one of the finest things Yogi Berra ever said was, it ain't over till it's over. Right. Look at my 1960, look at my 1960 Pittsburgh Pirates against the Yankees. That was glorious, and I lived every moment of that. And we came back and beat the Yankees, and nobody in Pittsburgh thought we were going to beat The point is... Gentlemen, as Yogi said, it ain't over till it's over. There's still time on the clock. Uh, after they scored their second touchdown in a row, there was still a good deal of the fourth quarter left. Right. And we are fortunate enough to have Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, who's won more than his share of games in the final minutes. So I, we all, yeah, 
I was counting on you to be, if there's any fans out there doubting themselves, I was counting on you guys to, 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 to like be building them up. I don't mean, you know, I, I respect what Punch just said about you were saying what was in your what was in your heart. Or, you know, what absolutely. Look, the, here's the now, thing I'm about it, Lynn. Let me just say this, okay? And this is what we always talk about. And when I was having those negative feelings and so forth, part of it was just what was occurring then. But Ben put him on a path. And I'm telling you, this is the power of having a Hall of Fame quarterback. When you have that situation, you're 35 yards out, you go empty backfield and you orchestrate getting uh, Chase Claypool on a linebacker. You got a Ferrari being covered by an SUV. Uh, I'm telling you what, that's quarterback in there. So, so, and then it was just an easy matter of dropping that dime pass in there and letting him run in for a touchdown. So, Game over. So, Lynn, in 1982, when we were playing in the San Diego Chargers for the uh, first round of the uh, uh, playoffs, uh, we were killing them. And then uh, me and Wolf were sitting on the sidelines going, I got a feeling Pittsburgh's <laughs> going we to went out through it. And, and then uh, they they did that uh, uh, throwback screen to Kellen Winslow, and he scored a touchdown. And uh, we said, okay, I we're not going to the Super We're going we're, into the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, we, we've been there for the good, the bad, and the indifferent, brother. And, uh, you know, you battle on, and that's what I love about this team. I've been a Steeler fan since the Bobby Lane, John Henry Johnson days. I mean, I have been a Steeler fan. I have a saying I tell people all the time, cradle to the grave. Yeah, there you go. Grave, yeah, yeah. Wound to the tomb, wound to the tomb. Black and gold till I'm dead and cold. <laughs> uh, all right. Very uh, good, Lynn. All right, Lynn, we, thank you. We are on the same side. I am honored to have you guys as, as the voices of my Steelers, and I just want you to know how important it is to have positive people around oh, you when you're trying to win one of these games. Trust know? me, so we, we are positive, We're going to be positive yeah. on the Cleveland uh, on Sunday. Let's beat the Brownies, gentlemen. Let's beat the Brownies. Thanks again. Thanks all again, right. Lynn. Appreciate right, you, brother. Lynn. God bless you, Kyle. Thank you, man. All right. uh, That was very humbling, too. Thank you, Lynn. That was a Um, nice, kind word. Do we have time for another call? All right. Uh, Let's go to um, uh, Dave in Ohio. Dave, welcome to the locker room, bro. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing real good. How you guys doing? We're doing fabulous. We're doing great. I'm, I'm really surprised that between the two of you, it was Wolf that pronounced that receiver's name correctly. <laughs> you know, that just shows you. I really I, it would be- I'm capable, baby. I was third in my Ooh. sixth grade spelling Ooh, bee. Who did that you was my Ooh. academic Ooh. achievement. Ooh. Travis Fulgham. Fulgham. Oh, yeah. yeah. Travis right. Fulgham. I, I think it's because, no, it sounds like full of ham. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like a sandwich. That would be like a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, very um, good. I li- you know, I like I'm people that come into the locker room swinging. Yeah. You know, that's good. Right. <laughs> uh, so CR was talking about the stats with Baker, and I'm glad he brought those up because, you know, I have several fr- friends that are Browns fans, and they're all, you know, excited about this, like, oh, yeah, Baker's awesome and stuff. And, yeah, he's a good quarterback, but really he's not the one winning them the games. You know, it's their running game. And, exactly. Um, the last game they had that pick six in their defense. Yeah. And they got a safety too. So, I mean, 
you know, I think if we are able to like get up in this game, especially with a couple of scores, I don't think they'll be able to come back from that. You know, the interesting thing I go back to was that conference call or the Zoom call, Mike Tomlin's press conference. And again, they talk about Baker. They said, what do you think? And he, what Mike didn't say right. was more important than what he did say. And he, and he talked about the running game and the fact that they weren't getting behind. And, you know, indeed. And right now, Baker's he's very efficient as a game manager in that aspect of if you got a powerful running game, if you're staying ahead, um, those are elements that increase his value in the quarterbacking position. But let's not make any mistake. He's yeah. not Ben Roethlisberger. And Ronnie Harrison right, uh, had yeah. a pick six uh, last week against right. – uh, no, defensively, they look very good. Yeah. They run the ball well. Uh, they possess the ball ridiculous amount yes. of time, almost 35 minutes yes. a game. But the fact is, um, Baker Mayfield is, is, a, is a good player. He's not Ben Roethlisberger. And by the way, and again, one of the biggest stats is that Baker finally overtook Ben for the most wins at first energy field, <laughs> otherwise known as the oh, yeah. factory. Yeah, it only took him three years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it only took him three years or whatever. <laughs> So, yeah, it's an interesting like stat, Browns. nonetheless. Yeah. No, it is, yeah, because some of my Browns fans are like, oh, he's going to be like Bernie Kosar. I'm like, yeah, slow your roll there a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. All right, got anything else for his brother? Uh, no, that was pretty much it. I just uh, want to say to Tunch, you know, I heard about your situation, and uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. And, Thanks, uh, Dave. God bless you, know, you brother. I, know, I love uh, you. You know, I have a, a feeling that, you know, you're going to – pull through this. So, yeah. Um, Thanks, buddy. He's going to fight his way through. Yeah, I'm going to fight his way. Yep. I'm, I'm yeah, leaning, on, I'm leaning on Jesus. Amen. And, and uh, I can... You got Steeler Nation, your family, your best friend there, yeah. Wolf. I so. can do all things through Christ who gives me yeah. strength. Gee, that's on the wristband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good indeed, brother. Thank all you right, so guys, much, man. Care. We appreciate you. And thank right. you for your kind words. Yeah, thank you for your kindness. All, All right, right, let's take a break, and we'll be back with more stuff. He's Wolf up Dutch, and you're in the locker room, and we're gone playing the Cleveland Browns let's on go Sunday. Steelers. Mayfield has uh, thrown fewer interceptions this year than he has at any point in his career. Is that just maturity, or have they done something different with their scheme that's allowing him to be more efficient? They're running the ball well, and they're not behind in football games. 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. All right, that was Mike Tomlin talking uh, on a little clip on Baker Mayfield. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. Baker Mayfield is 12-17 and 17 as a starter overall, okay? He's, right. He has become the all-time winningest quarterback at First Energy Field, otherwise known as the Factory of Sadness, as we were talking about earlier. He's now top Ben. Ben had 11 wins there. Baker now has 12. Um, he's on a, you know, four-game win through a four-game winning streak. He was completing about 64%, and his TD interception ratio was a nice 8-3 to three and all these good things. But, you know, it's funny. Mike didn't say, yeah, he's making better decisions. He's this and that. He was saying he's running the ball. They're and, running the ball effectively. He's running the ball effectively, and they're not behind. Yeah. You know, and so those two elements really, they come together, and uh, it really takes – you know, Baker, the thing about it is it puts him in advantageous situations because when you can run the ball so well, you can play action. And play action increases the amount of time you've got to throw the ball. It fools the defense, gets them to have to go through the run keys, right. you know, slows up everything. And, uh, you know, as long as you're playing from uh, uh, ahead, yeah, you know, and c- controlling the tempo of the game, you're in a good position. I look at it as, like, you know, like I said, it – no way can you say he's anything like Ben. Yeah. You know, Ben being able to orchestrate what he did that last touchdown drive and all that, that's that's just absolutely terrific stuff. So one of the things that's interesting, and I wanted to put this out to you, Chaluch, only Josh Allen from Buffalo thrown for 631 play-action right. yards and Ryan Tannehill for 436 play-action yards lead Baker's 351 play-action passing yards uh, in the uh, AFC. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill, uh, when you have a running back like Derrick Henry, yeah, and he uh, splattered uh, Josh oh, uh, Norman, and, yeah, Josh uh, Norman, uh, and um, you you're you're gonna be able to uh, play action pass, uh, and you're and with Kareem Hunt, you're gonna be able to play action pass in that offensive line, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, when you uh, when we were at the Super Bowl. Uh, against uh, Super Bowl Forty Three, Arizona. Uh, after the halftime show, you came, you came and said, "That's the best uh, rendition of Fifth Avenue Freeze Out that I've ever heard." <laughs> I said, "You, you mean Tenth Avenue Freeze Out?" Oh, that too. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All righty, let's All right, go let's, to the phones. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Tony in Latrobe. Tony, welcome to the locker room. Hey, fellas, how you doing this morning? Good. Tony, could you appreciate me getting screwed up with 10th Avenue and 5th Avenue freeze out at the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, yes, and I was I was just sitting here chuckling going, what a coincidence, I'd be the one calling in, right? Exactly. The guy and, is a, and, and a Tony, musician. Tony, when we, were, when we were the pregame, I said, man, there's a lot of Steeler fans and there's no uh, Arizona Cardinal fans. And uh, uh, Wolf said, they – uh, the Arizona Cardinal fans feel like uh, custard at Wounded Knee. I said, you mean the little big horn? And he said, yeah, that too. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm a little bit off that day. <laughs> so when's the last time the Cleveland Browns had a quarterback that had more wins in the stadium than our current quarterback? Well, that was, Couch, maybe? No, that was Derek... Um... I can't remember his name. Derek uh, Anderson. <laughs> yeah, the mo- yeah, the, the moose, moose from, from Ka- 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 Capoose. Yes, the moose from Capoose. He was. He had ten wins 
And then Ben oh overtook God. him for 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the biggest feet that I ever seen. <laughs> we, we definitely have the toughest division this year. I, I would have to say that there's right. going uh, to be two teams from this uh, division in the playoffs, I think. Could be. But again, oh. now think about this. Atlanta just had to shut their, their building down. COVID can do anything through the course of this season. We got to figure that's the Joker's wild that's in every, every deck yeah. for every team. You know, fellas, with everybody we got out here praying, we got to have a veil of protection over top of this team. Yeah, right now. yeah. No, <laughs> I'll tell you it. what. Um, I just I got a question, and you guys have always seen like my two level-headed friends that can talk me off the ledge. <laughs> uh, I need you to put this in perspective for me. This whole Miles Garrett thing. How is this guy still in the league? Why is he allowed to still be out there? Well, well you know that they it. Um... The past, when we were playing, um, uh, Tony, uh, was mean, 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 mean. And it, it was nasty. And we, we had uh, nasty defense. We had nasty fights. Uh, there was a lot of frontier justice yeah, yeah. and vigilanteism so, that went on. You, you kind know, of sheriff the piles. Yeah, you know? so the, the, they're not going to kick him out of the league. Here's the other thing about it. And this is where, you know, it's tough. What what he did, we thought, I, I thought was heinous. I don't believe Mason in any way, shape, or form participated in any sort of verbal slurs. I think that was made up. But at the same time, look – um, there's got to be a redemption. Yeah, you know it's if you, available. Uh, I I do believe he you know he was kicked out of the league uh, last year, suspended for I don't know he lost over I, I know over a million bucks. Yeah, which uh, has got to hurt regardless of how much money you make. Um, yeah, I think maybe just maybe he went on a little little journey of redemption when he went over to Tanzania, got involved in some uh, mission work, and maybe that gives you a better idea like. You know, I better rethink my life. Yeah. You know, and what, and, and the fact that you might have just gone overboard there, and so you've got to offer a second chance. I do believe, yeah. and uh, hopefully, well, it's taken. Well, the, yeah. If we weren't offered second chances, yeah, we would, would have been. Be? Uh, yeah. We would have been out, out of the, the league. league. Yeah. Well, until you guys just said that about him going over to Tanzania and stuff, I didn't realize he had been on a soul searching kind of uh, thing in his life since that happened. I, it's, I hope it made the man reconsider a lot of things. I hope I, so, too. I, I, I worry about what happens if he starts hearing invisible voices again. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I get you. Um, it's it's all, you know, hopefully they can move past it. Um, there's there's people in life that, you know, yeah. you, you hope for a second chance. And if <laughs> I know yeah. that we're not for the second, third, and fourth chance that Jesus gave me, brother. Yeah. I. I don't know where I'd be. And so right. for a guy like Miles Garrett, if you're going to try to turn your life around, then uh, I hope that he does do it. You yeah, know what there I mean? is always redemption. There yeah. is now no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Right. So well, we're, we're before hoping. We go get to, before we get to, get to forgiving him too much, let's remember this rivalry, and we'll forgive him later. <laughs> no, that doesn't mean you don't come out and play hard, bud. Yeah. All right, that doesn't mean you know. There's there's forgiveness, and there's also you gotta lock and load and have yeah. at it. You know, I mean that's just the way it is. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you much. Oh, by the way, one last question. Yes. Uh, as a, as a musician, I've been wondering something. 
how do you guys get away with playing all the songs you do on the air whenever, like, there's television shows that can't afford the publishing? Is it because of DBE being involved with the Steelers? I don't uh, have a clue, man. That's I, way above my pay grade. That, that's above my pay grade, too. <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, brother, I have not a clue. You know, well, but- I'll tell you what. You're very, very fortunate to be able to do it because you guys get to set the mood any way you want to, and a lot of shows just don't get to do that. Well, right, we right. are blessed, and I am grateful. Uh, and what better way to kick it off with Born to Run, huh? I love that. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Well, thank you, brother. Anything else? That's it, brothers. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, right. thanks, bro. All right. Thank you. All right, uh, we have time for another uh, call. All right. Let's go to Sarcastic Sword, Parts Unknown. Sword, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, guys. I guess the cool breeze got blown off stage by oh. the cold wind, I guess. <laughs> away, away Jerry Wynn. Uh, is it me or since the trip to New York, you guys are really uh, featuring the boss there uh, more than uh, normal? I, uh, uh, I, I, uh, uh, yeah. Well, playing boss, you mean the Springsteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah what, a lot of that. It picks too. your energy up, you know. I, I, I gotta say, I just love it. Um, yeah. what, what are you gonna do? You know, well, you're gonna do what you do. Play them a lot, I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of a Motown guy myself. Okay. But anyways, uh, no, no, I'm not complaining. I'm just kidding you. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of the stage is set for a really interesting game that you know uh, this time of year makes it that but three weeks from now we we might not even remember it but i think there's more pressure on the bronze to be honest with you a loss to us would be two and two loss two divisional losses which would be uh you know if you're going to lose you want it to be to another division or their conference but right. uh they'll get behind the eight ball pretty quick there i i i enjoy watching the bronze to be very honest with you i think uh um uh, uh, Baker is—he's beat up a bit. His ribs—he looked kind of really bad getting up off the ground a few times. I hope we can—I'm sure we'll get in and pressure pressure him, and right. if nothing else, knock him down enough times to get him thinking. The guy I see um, just taking a wild guess, and it's Thursday, so you'll forget I even said it by Monday. But uh, Fitzpatrick, I think, is way overdue for a big game, and it'd be great to see a ball tipped at the line and him coming up with a crucial interception uh, or something like that. Uh, you haven't seen much of him so far, which isn't bad, but uh, just wondering where he's been. You know, I guess they're staying away from him. He's, he's a threat back there, but I, I see, I see a big game by him. I got to say this. I mean, just uh, the sarcastic penknife when they grabbed uh, Ebron. <laughs> Uh, he uh, texted me. I didn't even know we had picked him up. And the only thing he said was, this guy comes back to the ball, comes back to help the quarterback all the time. That was, that was the only thing he said. And sure enough, in last week's game, I, I know he didn't hold on to the ball a couple of times completely, but that one ball that got tipped or that flutter pass from Ben on a third down that he came back and, and uh, corralled was, was real impressive. And I thought of that right away, that he's, he's very much aware on the field of his quarterback, which mm-hmm. is a sign of a very good receiver and, you know, a Heinz Ward type man's uh, mindset. So, uh, looking forward to, you know, a lot of drama with the uh, Miles Garrett thing and can we keep Ben uh, safe and, and just a lot of variable, uh, variables to make a, 
a really interesting game coming up here, and for this time of year, a very a very crucial and important game. It's going to be going to be neat to watch, really. It's going to be a great great time. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think you you nailed it. I I think sarca- sarcastic penknife was all over it. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and and not to take and, and I I mentioned you know I talked to Stan earlier in the week and I. Uh, kind of an unsung hero, tight end wise, uh, is McDonald. With all the motions uh, that, that Coach Canada's putting out there, and you know the end of rounds and all the things going on, keeping. Uh, I mean, if you watch, McDonald's doing a, a very nice job on his blocking. Uh, yes, uh, his blocking ability is really coming to show. And it's one of them things that you know a guy could go through a career like that, and the average fan doesn't even see what this guy's doing out there. It's like an offensive lineman in a sense. But he's done a very nice job of being where he's supposed to be and getting the guy he's supposed to target. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, he should be given. He's very credit. physical. Sword, the other thing I love about him is he says, you know what, I'd rather block the whole game than catch one ball. He says, yeah. Ebron is better than I am at, at catching. He says, and, and I'm not too proud to admit that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's humble guy. It is. That's, yeah. a, that's an excellent ball player, a team-first ball player. Reminds me of uh, uh, DHB, you know, Hayward Bay was like that, that kind of uh, uh, mild uh, team first type of mentality. I I always enjoyed him. Uh, Same type of thing. These guys, uh, so far, so good on on the egos, keeping in check. Claypool looks like a solid, uh, uh, not just player, but a solid kid. I I like watching him after a touchdown. He almost doesn't know what to do as far as acting or anything. It's very, very well-mannered, and uh, great to see a great athlete like that. Uh, And, uh, you know, stars are born. Uh, This is how it's done. And and last thing, that miss of his uh, questionable penalty on the sideline showed me more of his athleticism than any of the catches he made last week. If you watch that film of him, just what he does to get his hands free around or over that guy while he's on the sideline, tiptoeing down there, Extremely athletic uh, ability that that guy has. Uh, if you watch that again, so his non-catch to me was the best play of uh, of his afternoon. All, All right, right, guys. Thank you, sir. Right, sword. Take Appreciate care. Appreciate you, brother. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more stuff to close out the show. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. Am I? running game regardless who is of who's running the ball their offensive line has done an awesome job in terms of controlling a lot of scrimmage that rookie left tackle is is particularly impressive he's not playing like a rookie uh conklin at right tackle is a is a grinder one that we respect um they just got a well-balanced attack they're possessing the ball they keep you off balance they change the launch point baker's doing a good job of administering the offense you're in the locker room with tunch and wolf 
Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So they have a great uh, uh, offensive line. Betonio uh, at left guard. Uh, J.C. Treader at center. Um, and uh, uh, right guard, William Teller. and at, Wyatt. Uh, uh, Wyatt Teller. And uh, at He's right tackle, Conklin. Conklin. Yeah. Conklin's good. He's yeah. just a mauler. Yeah, he he that they got him from Tennessee, and uh, uh, I I was surprised that Tennessee gave him up. I was surprised too. Yeah. Um, I probably it's has to do with the budget and everything right. else, and you know you go salary and, cap, yeah, salary cap, that sort of thing, and uh, he's he's just a tough guy, yeah. and he gets out there, and uh, I think he was better than Mitchell Schwartz. Remember Mitchell right. Schwartz who moved on to Kansas yeah. City. Uh, and everybody talked about uh, he was really good. I thought Jack Conklin was right. was better than he was. Yeah. Um, so you've got it. It's an impressive offensive line. They when they get on that track, they yeah. stay very disciplined. And when the guy crosses your face, they take him. And uh, you know the back is able to find the hole. You've yeah. got Nick Chubb and the fact that and he, of course, he's not playing, but him and Kareem Hunt together are very impressive. And this the Ernest Johnson, Aaron Ernest Johnson. Yeah, that, I mean. You look at this guy had 95 yards against the Cowboys. Right. I mean, who's got a, ba- a third But, but a third the Cowboys stringer. can't stop the run. Well, okay, but still a third stringer. Yeah. You got a third stringer. That's impressive. All right. Let's go to the phones. Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room, bro. How are you gentlemen doing this morning? Fabulous, Dano. Dano how are you? how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Good. So much. How you feeling, bud? Pretty I'm good? feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I walked this morning and he's, I bounced. He's looking better than ten movie stars, and, Dano. And I, you know, I lifted yesterday. <laughs> I lifted yesterday. Good, good. Well, we're continuing to lock arms and bow heads, brother. Oh, Amen. thank you, thank you, bud, uh, Dano. I love you, bro. Thank you. Now, Mister Wolf. Yes. Uh oh. I didn't want to. I, I told you all that I was going to cut down on my calls, but I felt that I had to intervene. <laughs> and I, I only have this to say to you, Wolf. Go right ahead. Help me help you. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I mean, how can know, I do that? that for, well, you know, because me, you know, we're both in that fraternity of the follically challenged. Yes. So uh, I, I mean, I'm 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 trying I'm trying to emphasize rice cakes, maybe a little hummus or something. I don't know. <laughs> I but, did go uh, last night. I did go with a little artichoke dip yeah. on the tortilla. You know, I had a little jalapeno and then a little spinach artichoke dip. How's that? Well, you know, hey, Wolf Rome wasn't built in a day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Rome wasn't built in a day. Thank you. That's All right. that's about as nice a thing as you said to me. Dano, <laughs> Thank you. Dano, that's great. That is great, bro. Anyway, I just wanted to say, and this is no disrespect to our Hall of Fame coaches at all, but during this crazy time, I can honestly say that I truly believe that Coach Tomlin is really, I mean, I just, I think while everybody in the league is losing their head, he's keeping his, yeah. keeping this ship, this ship going straight. Yes. I really, I, I just, every time I listen to one of his pressers, I'm just more and more impressed with him. Yeah, I really I, you know, we are so impressed with Mike Tomlin. He's a great guy, a great coach, and, uh, he, you know, he feeds the guy's energy. Right. Yes. 
Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I real like I said during this crazy time. I just think he's he's just keeping it on track and pushing forward with it. I, I really do. I think that everybody's on board. I, I, I'm looking at these looking at these games and watching what the team's doing and what they're saying and everything. I just uh, I just think that they're they're really on the right track. I really do. You know, Dano, one of his um, greatest strengths is his individual interaction one-on-one with players. Players. And understanding who needs what and how each one is doing. All that, he's very, very personal. And he builds them up. Uh, uh, he builds them up well. Well, I think about this. Dano, one of, the, one of the best examples is Benny Snell. Benny went two back-to-back games, fourth quarter fumbles, right? Who carried the ball three times after the two-minute exactly. warning? You know, it's Benny Snell. Right. That's Mike Tomlin saying, okay, we're rebuilding you. We're bringing you back. We're putting you in position where, you know what, if you have a fumble problem, you're going to get over it right now. <laughs> and I right, thought it was exactly. impressive. That's just that's great coaching. Right. I think uh, I think that he, he really knows when to pat it and when to kick it. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. I, I really do. Um, another thing, uh, Mr. Dulac, uh, yes. Whenever he called in, and the nice breeze blew him off. But um, here, uh, whenever he was talking about sacks, right, from the time that y'all played and mm-hmm. to now, and just from a personal observation, I, I, I think that a lot of it has to do too with the shotgun formation. There's not a lot of quarterbacks going under center anymore. Yeah. Or am I wrong? When I no, you're right. You're right. Everything yeah, well, is geared towards passing. You know, it we really we, uh, we went to uh, shotgun a bit late because Chuck didn't like Dallas, and they invented it. And yeah. uh, uh, yeah. so we we didn't uh, we didn't start uh, uh, until the late '80s. Right, right. Yeah, Roger Staubach did a lot of shotgun formations at Dallas, but I didn't, like I said, during during that time period, I didn't see a lot of it uh, as much as I do now. So, but anyway, guys, I'm going to let you go. God bless. Take care. Thanks so much, and, Dano. Thanks, Dano. Love you, bro. You know, love you, guys. you keep calling. We're going to have to start playing Hawaii Five O. Book them, Dano. Nice. I like it. Nice. But I guess it's better than the booze that I heard for you yesterday. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, well, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day, buddy. <laughs> All right, bud. Love Thanks you. much. All right. All right, Take man. care. Take care, brother. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Dave in Florida. Dave, welcome to the locker room. Hey, good morning, fellas. How, How you, you doing? doing, Dave? All right, good. I just tuned. I tuned in a little late. Uh, can you can you tell me what the status of the health is of our, our team uh, right now? Who practiced? Who didn't practice? Uh, let me see. Give me a moment, and I will find out. Uh, let's see. T.J. Watt was limited. Eric Ebron didn't practice yesterday. Marcus Allen and Derek Watt returned to practice. Um, well, let's see. Pouncey and uh, Deontay Johnson have been taking Wednesdays off, and DeCastro too. You know what? We'll find out more today. We're going down to the south side to eyeball it ourselves, so we'll be able to have more tomorrow. Yeah. Wednesday is a day where a lot of guys take off, where they yeah. have the Veterans Day off. Veterans Day yeah. off. You know, when uh, when we had Veterans <laughs> Day off, it was it, we we were cut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was no days off for you. No, guys. no, no. 
It was always grind, grind, grind. Yeah, it was. Uh, how, how's how's Pouncey doing? Uh, I think he's ankle? doing all right. He's got the foot. We'll find out today again. Um, Mike was unsure specifically. Wouldn't He wasn't definitive in saying whether yay or nay for, for Pounce. I got a feeling he's going to play. Um, I'd be surprised if uh, – that young man and the the tough guy that he is, I would be surprised if he's right. can't can't answer the right. call. Yeah, this weekend. Oh, I'm starting. I'm starting already to feel the energy of this game. This is a yeah. big game. You know. You know. I, here's the I, thing I, I love about it. You got the number one rushing offense being the Browns against the number two rush defense. Right. Uh, this is you can't ask for a better challenge than this. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's right. there's the, you, the win, but there's sub stories underneath, and I think that's one of them. You know, I think uh, right. uh, as well as what you said, uh, the guys that are dinged up are going to play. You know, you right. you you don't. You don't uh, shy hope, away from yeah. This yeah. is this is a big game, man. Yeah, yeah. You you're fired up. You want to play, especially with what happened last year too. Right. Yeah. No so, doubt. Well, uh, thank you guys. I want to thank you probably on behalf of all the Steeler fans that uh, you know that you give us this platform to call in and talk to you guys. Two guys that have been there, done that, and to make everybody feel like they're part of something special. So. Uh, thanks. I appreciate that you take our calls. That's what the locker room's for, brother. That's, we we want Steelers Nation in. Everybody's yeah, we, got an opinion. Yeah, everybody has an opinion, and we value everybody's opinion. That's right, because there's no stupider opinion than mine at times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not true. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank you much, Bye-bye. man. Appreciate it. All right. All right. All right, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna end our show. How about that, Chalooch? I'm excited to go down to the South Side get a look and see who's yeah, up. Yeah, I want to see who's, who's down. I would not want to miss this game if I was. Uh, uh, you know, I would. Like, I wouldn't miss it. Yeah, T.J. Watt and stuff. I think those guys. Come on, these, these guys are battle hardened guys. Do you know? Um, they today. You don't get the choice. Well, that's the, the problem. The, yeah, uh, uh, the doctors or the trainers or the, or coach. the coaches. I mean, I, I go I, over and over the, that that story when you told me Bill Cower said what you that, you know when I said I, I you know I broke my arm, uh, but it was feeling good, and I said Look, I'm gonna it's pra- feeling good. I, I said I'm gonna practice. I, I you know, said I'm gonna I'm gonna play today's game. He said no, you're not. Uh, that had to be like shocking. Yeah, because- that was shocked. Chuck would come and say, "Can you go?" Like, yeah, you know, yeah, I can go, you know. Um, and then it's it's a different element, a different time. Um, but I would think that uh, unless there's something radically wrong, that the uh, Marquise will find a way, T.J. Watt will find a way. These guys know all too well how important it is for them to step out on that field because this is a ginormous game. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited for it. So Cower said, "I'd rather have you." Uh, Two games from now right. and today, and he made the choice for you. Which yeah. that, in one way, it's simple. Yeah, you know, because you don't get egos involved. Uh, you, you know, you, in in the medical community is really upgraded over the years. And it, it was Oktoberfest, so I had a couple brats. <laughs> <laughs> you never told me that. In all these years, you never completed that story. I know. I know. How about that? That's amazing. Uh, After uh, all these years, uh, you're holding out on the brats. Uh, yeah, I, I went outside uh, and had a couple brats. 
That's beautiful. We're going to close it up. Uh, He's Wolf. I'm Twitch. You're in a locker room. And thank you. God bless you guys. Uh, We were, uh, and and Jacob, great job. So long, everybody, and God bless.